Hey there, Ross. Hope your weekend is off to a good start. You're looking at a beautiful day in San Francisco, sunny with highs hitting 60 degrees, though keep an eye out for that fog rolling in this evening as temperatures dip to the mid-40s. Just the perfect backdrop to catch up on what's happening in the world. In our first story today, major social networks like Twitter and Reddit have made sweeping changes to their API terms. It's a move that's rattled third-party developers and sparked a conversation about the future of online platforms. I'm Steve Onsker, alongside Jonathan Martin here, and you're listening to Ahead of the Curve from PocketPod News. Our second piece dives into Apple's latest innovation, the Apple Vision Pro. Touted as a game-changer in spatial computing, it promises to revolutionize both work and play. But will its high price tag keep it out of reach for most? Then we're taking you to Gaza, where tensions are escalating. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has ordered plans for evacuating Rafah ahead of a potential ground assault, raising critical humanitarian concerns. This message is brought to you by BiteSite. Imagine the first bite into a perfectly toasted, golden brown grilled cheese sandwich, the savory aroma of a sizzling steak seasoned to perfection, or the steam rising from a bowl of fragrant ramen, with each noodle coated in a rich and flavorful broth. With BiteSite delivery, you can dive into full-screen videos of the most mouth-watering dishes from nearby restaurants, making choosing what to eat both easy and exciting. See it. Crave it. Order it with BiteSite, the video-based food delivery app. In recent months, we've seen a major shakeup in the social media landscape. Absolutely. From Twitter, now X, changing its developer terms and pricing for API access to Reddit's controversial API changes prompting widespread protests and app shutdowns. It's a pivotal moment for third-party developers and the future of social media platforms. To dive deeper into these developments and what they mean for the tech industry and users alike, we're joined by PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Leah, how are these changes impacting the ecosystem of social media apps, and what could this mean for the future? Absolutely, Jonathan. It's a pivotal moment for the social media landscape, particularly with Twitter, now X, and Reddit making significant changes to their API policies. These adjustments have essentially pushed out third-party experiences from these platforms, creating quite a stir among developers and users alike. Can you break down what exactly these changes entail? Certainly, both platforms have introduced restrictions that limit or completely shut off access to their data for third-party developers. For Twitter, this started back in January and Reddit followed suit in April. This move has drastically affected the ecosystem of apps and services that relied on this access to offer alternative or enhanced user experiences. What's driving these platforms to make such moves? At the core of these decisions is a push towards monetizing their data more effectively. By restricting API access, both X and Reddit aim to control how their data is used and ensure that they're the primary beneficiaries of its value. This also comes amid rising concerns about AI companies potentially scraping social media data without compensating the platforms. How has this impacted third-party developers? The impact has been significant. Developers who've built their services around these platforms are facing challenges like increased costs for API access and uncertainty about future restrictions. Some popular apps like Twitterific and Apollo have expressed concerns about sustainability under these new rules. Are there any alternatives emerging in response to these changes? 
Yes, there's been a notable shift towards decentralized networks like Mastodon and Blue Sky. These platforms offer more open ecosystems where different experiences can flourish without the stringent controls seen on X or Reddit. Mastodon, for instance, now boasts 1.5 million monthly active users across its various instances. And what about Meta's Threads? How does it fit into this landscape? Threads is another fascinating development with over 130 million active users already. Meta is exploring integration with ActivityPub, which could allow Threads posts to appear on networks like Mastodon. However, it remains to be seen how open Meta will be to alternative clients thriving on its platform. It sounds like we're at a crossroads for social media platforms and third-party developers. Indeed we are, Jonathan. The landscape is rapidly evolving as major players seek to capitalize on their data while new entrants attempt to offer more open environments for innovation. That was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Thank you for joining us, Leah. My pleasure, Jonathan. Apple's making waves again this time in the world of virtual and augmented reality. Right, with the launch of the Apple Vision Pro, they're not just dipping their toes into spatial computing or mixed reality, as they call it. They're diving in headfirst, and it seems like they're aiming to transform not just consumer experiences, but businesses as well. To get a better sense of what this means for the future of tech in both our personal and professional lives, we'll be talking to PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex has been following Apple's foray into this new territory closely. So, what can we expect from the Apple Vision Pro? Absolutely, Jonathan. The release of the Apple Vision Pro is indeed a pivotal moment not just for Apple, but for the broader tech landscape, especially within the enterprise sector. This device introduces a new realm of spatial computing and mixed reality experiences that could revolutionize how businesses operate. Spatial computing sounds quite futuristic. Can you break down what this means for our listeners and perhaps give an overview of the AVP's features? Sure thing. At its core, spatial computing refers to technology that allows humans to interact with digital content integrated into their physical environment. The AVP achieves this by blending virtual objects with the real world in an immersive manner. For instance, it comes equipped with eye-tracking technology that lets users interact with macOS and iOS apps in a completely new way by simply gazing at icons to select them. That sounds incredibly intuitive. How are enterprises reacting to these capabilities? The response from the business community has been overwhelmingly positive. Apple CEO Tim Cook highlighted interest from giants like Walmart, Nike, and Bloomberg in deploying the AVP for various applications like productivity enhancements, collaborative design efforts, and immersive training programs. This broad interest underscores the device's potential to transform numerous aspects of enterprise operations. With such transformative technology comes the challenge of integration into existing systems. How is Apple addressing this? Apple is keenly aware of the importance of seamless integration within enterprise environments. To that end, they've announced plans to bring the AVP under their comprehensive device management framework. This move is designed to alleviate IT department's concerns by ensuring that managing these devices is as straightforward as managing any other Apple product within their ecosystem. Let's talk about cost. A $3,500 price tag isn't exactly pocket change. How might this affect its adoption? It's a valid concern. However, Apple's strategy often involves introducing groundbreaking hardware at a premium before eventually offering more accessible versions. 
Despite its high initial cost, businesses are recognizing the value proposition in terms of enhanced productivity and innovative customer experiences that could justify the investment. You mentioned earlier some limitations like being tethered to a battery pack. Could you elaborate on that? Certainly. While early testers have praised its interface design and eye-tracking capabilities, there have been critiques regarding its reliance on an external battery source for power, which can impact mobility and user experience negatively, highlighting areas where future iterations could improve. That was PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon discussing the Apple Vision Pro and its potential impact on the enterprise sector. Thanks for joining us, Alex. My pleasure, Jonathan. The AVP represents just one step towards a future where digital and physical realms blend seamlessly in our everyday lives, both professional and personal. And it's a development we'll certainly be keeping an eye on closely. The situation in Gaza is escalating rapidly. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has directed the military to plan for the evacuation of Rafah, anticipating a ground assault. With over 1.3 million people potentially in harm's way, the international community watches closely. PocketPod News political correspondent Jessica Mallory is on the ground in Rafah. Jessica, this operation could mark a significant escalation in the conflict. What are you hearing from those affected? Absolutely, Jonathan. The directive from Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu aiming for the evacuation of the population from Rafah as a preparation for a potential ground assault on the southern Gaza city marks a significant moment in the ongoing conflict. With over 1.3 million people, mostly displaced from other parts of Gaza, currently believed to be in Rafah, the situation is both complex and fraught with humanitarian concerns. That's a staggering number of people potentially affected. Can you break down for us what this directive means? and how it's being received on the ground? Certainly. The directive signals an escalation in military operations by Israel and underscores the severity of the situation in Rafah. On one hand, it indicates an effort to mitigate civilian casualties by planning an evacuation. On the other hand, it raises immediate concerns about where these 1.3 million people will go, especially since many are already displaced. I imagine that's causing quite a bit of fear among those living in Rafah. Absolutely. Palestinians in Rafah have expressed fear and uncertainty about their future if Israel were to enter the city. Many say they have nowhere else to go, highlighting the desperation faced by those who have already been displaced once due to ongoing conflict. And how has this plan been received by Palestinian authorities? Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas has condemned this plan for military escalation and called it a real threat and dangerous prelude to further displacement of Palestinian people from their land. This reflects not just opposition to further military action, but also deep concern over its long-term implications for Palestinian displacement and rights. It sounds like there's also significant international concern about this situation. Indeed, Jonathan. Both UN spokesperson Stefan Dujaric and a spokesperson for the United States State Department have expressed worries about civilian safety in Rafah amid escalating military actions. Their statements highlight broader concerns regarding protecting civilians during conflicts and caution against forced mass displacement. With all these perspectives in mind, what's being done or proposed to address these concerns? The international community is calling for restraint and urging all parties involved to consider diplomatic solutions where possible. However, given the complexity of this situation, rooted deeply in longstanding conflict, the path forward remains uncertain. 
Humanitarian organizations are likely mobilizing aid and resources to assist displaced persons, but face immense challenges given potential military escalations. It seems like a precarious balance between military objectives and humanitarian needs. Exactly, Jonathan. Situations like these require careful navigation to protect civilian lives while addressing security concerns, a balance that's often difficult to achieve amidst heightened tensions and hostilities. A complex scenario indeed with no easy answers. Jessica, thanks for shedding light on this critical issue facing Rafa right now. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's crucial we continue monitoring these developments closely as they unfold. And that's Ahead of the Curve. For Saturday, February 10th, 2024, I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening. I'm Ross. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod.app.